Should you start to panic if you own Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts, or Josh Jacobs in your dynasty leagues? All that and more this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can check out her work at Pro Football Focus. Kate, we had a, a more exciting week two, lots of scoring, uh, but there's a couple of players that I'm a little concerned about after a few games. Yeah, we're we're getting into this point where it's not just one week, right? It, like week one, it's really easy to tell yourself, let's not overreact because uh, you know what? It's one week. And you know what? Like, weird, any given Sunday, right? Like weird things happen on a week-to-week basis in the NFL. But now we have an additional week uh, to tell us whether or not maybe we should start to react to some yes. of these disappointing performances and I'm going to be honest, Marcus, like even heading into Monday Night Football, we still have four games on the slate and there four has been a lot of disappointment yep. or yep. four four teams left on the slate. And there have been a lot of disappointment. Yeah, a lot. Let, a let's lot. start with Justin Fields, because I think he's had the most disappointing start. Hmm. He was not good uh, against Tampa Bay in week two, 16 of 29 for 211 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. The most concerning thing here is the rushing yards. Four carries for three yards, did manage to score a touchdown. But, Kate, I saw a a stat that he has had just three design runs all season long in Luke Getze's offense. If you're not getting this rushing production and all these rushing yards, what are we doing here? It's kind of interesting because we're finally seeing, like, I I think what everybody was kind of curious about. Like, obviously, last year the Bears were a very low-volume passing offense. What happens if we give – Justin Fields an opportunity to throw the ball. And that's what we've seen so far. We've seen this offense coach up uh, and put him in an opportunity to throw the ball as opposed to making plays with his legs, which we know he's so good at. And spoiler alert, it hasn't been pretty. Through two weeks, Justin Fields has ranked as the uh, third lowest PFF passing grade among all quarterbacks. Um, Just hasn't has not looked good. Two touchdowns, three interceptions, um, just, you know, making turnover worthy plays, not, not being efficient, right? Like not, he doesn't look super comfortable. He doesn't look competent. He doesn't look like he's reading the field the way that you want him to be reading the field. And it just feels like there are so many plays left out there on the field and if he's not going to supplement those plays with designed run attempts, you've got to be really, really concerned as fantasy yeah. managers because, I mean, it, like, it, you know, week two had uh, tied for his lowest rushing production in his time in the NFL. I don't want to see that. Like, I don't, I want to see 
Justin Fields making plays with his legs because we know that's where the upside lies. Um, and again, it's not even just the inefficiency, it's the lack of usage. That's pretty scary. Yeah. And here's where we're at going into year three for Justin Fields. He's not in danger of being benched or anything like that right now. Right. There's just, there's nobody there's behind, no depth you behind him to. Right. Right. Like, yeah. However, we're trending in a direction where he might not be the starting quarterback for Chicago in 2024. And if he's not the starting quarterback in Chicago, maybe he's a backup somewhere, 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 maybe he's in a quarterback competition and that's just going to tank his dynasty value, which brings me to my next thing. It's where do you feel comfortable drafting and valuing him right now? On Dynasty League Football, Kate, uh, in the month of September, he was being drafted as QB8 ahead of players like Anthony Richardson, Deshaun Watson, or Deshaun Watson, Tua, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, CJ Stroud. Like, after two games, are you moving him down at all? I think, you know, in terms of where he's at, uh, in terms of his evaluation, the thing is, like, he definitely has more upside than any of these players if he can actually get it together. That, Outside of maybe Anthony Richardson. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, I mean, Anthony Richardson, three rushing touchdowns in about, what, uh, six total quarters, yeah. if that. Um, you've got to love what you've seen out of Anthony Richardson. So, yeah, maybe uh, Anthony Richardson aside. But, like, dude, I, this is super, super concerning. And, it, again, it's not so much for this year. I think Justin Fields is still a fine player in redraft, especially considering, like, it's Justin Fields or it's Nathan Peterman. And I don't think That's exactly right. Like it's not like uh, you're, you're really concerned that Nathan Peterman's going to win that job. Like there's no, no worries. I think he's going to have some fine fantasy production. I think it's probably going to look like a lot of what we saw in 2022 where he looks terrible as a passer, but you know, can create some plays you're going to count on on this oc to recognize that hey maybe the best way to get him going is by utilizing his legs yeah um but the biggest concern is the career longevity overall and what that means for uh him as a quarterback now i just traded to acquire justin fields literally just yesterday uh, before kickoff, because I was like, "Hey, you know what? This feels like a this feels like a good uh, this feels like a good you know little um, buy you know, low opportunity." Yep. It it felt like that, you know. Um, and, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to think anymore. So uh, you know, let's I, let's do a panic meter here for the all three players that we're going to discuss today. So ten being, I'm absolutely panicking. Sound all the alarms to one. I'm not panicked at all. He's basically Patrick Mahomes 2.0. Uh, where are you for Justin Fields right now? I'm at about a seven. Yeah, uh, that's about where I'm at. Maybe trending closer to a seven and a half, eight. Yeah. Uh, if we're being totally honest, I'm. I, I love Justin Fields. I really do. I I think that the athleticism and the potential is there, but I also think that Justin Fields needs to be in, I, I think a maybe a better position with a more established coaching tree with a, with somebody who can really pull it out of him. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily know that they've got that with the Chicago bears. I'm, I'm panicking now. I, I think the question is for, for dynasty managers, managers specifically, 
Is this the time you jump ship? Do you wait no. until he has no. a good week or what do you do? Yeah, I think you ride this out, right? You see it through. You hope that either he gets better or that Chicago makes a change in offensive coordinator. I, I just don't think you sell him low right now. I think you wait this thing out and we'll see what it looks like in November and December. And if it continues to 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 be bad, maybe you just try to sell for 60 cents on the dollar, 50 cents on the dollar. But no, I, I don't think right now is the time to panic or the time to, to move him at all. I Kata, think he's what, got so much upside that it's, it's hard to, to, you know, make your piece selling right now. Even in this game, right? He was awful in this game. He still got you 200 total yards and two touchdowns. One touchdown was like, like, it's it's not great, but he saved your fantasy day because of the rushing touchdown, because of the one touchdown to Chase Claypool. Bigger days are coming. I just don't know when. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be hard to trust him in a week to week basis right now in your fantasy leagues. But he's gonna win you weeks. There's yeah, going to come weeks where he he wins you the day. But you're gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. If you're Justin Fields' manager, don't watch the game. Yeah, don't, don't watch do the game. It's gonna be so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's hold Pat on on Justin Fields, but Panic Meter has him at a seven point five out of ten for our very very yep. scientific locked on Dynasty Panic Meter. All right, let's talk about a certain tight end in Atlanta that got out produced by Johnu Smith in week two. We'll discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is so easy to add your job and create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do, add your job, then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is easily the most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's easily the most fun I've ever had uh, playing daily fantasy sports. You can win up to 25 times your money during this football season. My favorite part is that there's so many different players and stat projections out there. You can go pick some defensive players and pick more than or less than on their you know, sack totals or their tackle totals or their pass deflections. Like It's so cool how many different players you can choose from. I absolutely love it. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100.
Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast Everydayers. Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to continue to break down all of the action from week two. Get you and I back on Friday to discuss Giants 49ers on Thursday night football. And boy, that's kind of a stinker of a game. But uh, I'm sure we'll get some fun takeaways. But let's talk about our guy Kyle Pitts. Now, just to be honest here, I, I'm a Kyle Pitts fanboy. Like I'm a huge Kyle Pitts fan. I have mm-hmm. him in just about every single one of my leagues. I loved him coming out of Florida. So I know I am biased here. Having said that, I'm very, very concerned. What's your level of panic here, Kate? Very concerned. Um, you know, first of all, it goes down, you know, a little bit to Desmond Ritter at quarterback, but also like this, this team just doesn't have a, a desire to feed one particular asset right like they're clearly not going to force it arthur smith ruining our hopes and dreams over and over and over again he doesn't care about our fantasy teams but more more importantly he doesn't care about emphasizing the skill set that kyle pitts has like i'm not sure you know he's trapped in this situation for at least two more seasons right like maybe maybe like he's I can't, I, Marcus, tell me, like, I, it feels like something has to happen here because you can't have a tight end like Kyle Pitts and a wide receiver like Drake London and have them basically combine for like seven targets a game. Something's going to happen. One of those two players is going to get upset. Okay. I looked at the numbers today in Kyle Pitts last 15 games, last 15 games. He's averaging two and a half receptions a game on five targets, 32 yards per game. Johnu Smith yesterday saw more targets than Kyle Pitts. Six targets to Kyle Pitts is five targets. Johnu Smith, four for 47. To me, it just feels like we have to wait this thing out until either Arthur Smith is gone, which I don't see that happening because the Falcons are a pretty good team, or Kyle Pitts is traded. Like I that's it feels like what's gonna happen here. I mean, like across the board, right? Like you're looking at his production, um, you know. 17 yards per reception right now. Not bad. Um, being targeted when he is being targeted, uh, average depth of target 12.8 yards. Uh, but he's only being targeted on 15% of his routes run when that is literally what he brings to your offense as a tight end. Like he's not a blocking tight end. So like that, that kind of usage, like just genuinely inexcusable from Arthur Smith. I know it's not fantasy football, but just from a maximizing the the potential of your entire offense, yeah, you're going to generate explosive plays when you get Kyle Pitts involved. Um, I like, I'm going to say my panic meter, I, I kind of have two different panic meters for Kyle Pitts. My, my panic meter for Kyle Pitts in this offense, right? 12 out of 10. No, you can't no. start him. Like you literally out of 10. Can't, you can't start him right now in your fantasy leagues. And that's so frustrating for a player that you probably spent either a high first round pick on, or you traded a boatload to go get him. You just can't play him right now. No, he's, he's not playable. Like at this point, I mean, it, no, I'm like at this point, uh, Marcus, I'm I'm looking through a list of tight ends that I would much rather play on on any given week. Um, Gerald Everett. Yeah, yes. Gosh, yeah. Luke Musgrave. Yes. yes. Um, Hunter Henry. Hell yes. Uh, Dawson I, Knox. 
I had a Probably. I had a situation this week where it was do I start Kyle Pitts or Jake Ferguson? And I started Jake Ferguson over him. And I'm guess glad what? I did. You're rewarded for that. Like yeah. it it's it's super, super disappointing. So my panic meter for him right now, right now in the in in, in the it, it's kind of like the opposite of Justin Fields, honestly. Like the way that I'm I'm still okay starting Justin Fields, but long term I'm very concerned. It's it's the opposite for Kyle Pitts like yeah. there, you know, I, I think it's so interesting because we see these teams come out when players that clearly have very high upside, high draft capital, they want the ball. Um, and then you see when they don't get it, coaches will come out and say, well, you know, they just want to do what's best for the team. But there's going to come a time where, you know, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, they're starting to look towards their future and, and their contract what- stuff. You know? They yeah, they're not gonna like Kyle Pitts with this kind of usage, he's not going to earn the second contract that we know he should be earning based on on his upside. And I have to imagine that his agent and him are going to start to have some conversations about his future with yep. this team if it continues. Yep. So like I'm cool buying Kyle Pitts right now because I can't yep. fathom a situation where he remains here much longer if things do not change. So what's different about this Kyle Pitts situation than like a Justin Fields type of quarterback? I'm not even comparing him one for one. It's it's not – his value isn't based just off potential, right? We've literally seen Kyle Pitts have 1,000 yards as a rookie, the only the second tight end in NFL history to ever do that. Like we know that he is a good player. We know that he's an athletic freak. We know what he can bring to the table. It's just that this offense isn't utilizing him. Um, and remember, at this time last year, Kyle Pitts was the tight end one uh, it, by quite a bit. Now he's being drafted as tight end three. I'm curious to see when we get to October where he is in startup drafts, because if you're telling me right now, do I want Kyle Pitts or TJ Hawkinson? As much as I love Kyle Pitts, I'd rather just have TJ Hawkinson. It's TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with the the headache there, but like if you are trading right now for, uh, you know, say you're you're in a rebuild. I think Kyle Pitts is a really fine target. I know right now in Dynasty Startup ADP, he is tight end three, but I do think we're going to start to see this fall. He's only 22 years old. We know he's he's got the skills, right? Like, and like we just alluded to, there has to be some sort, like, this is going to come to an impasse where they have to acknowledge that this can't continue. And, and you know, the, the number four overall pick yep. is not going to, you know, be be content to sit here um now some recent trades uh and again i can't wait to see some more trades after week two um but noah fant in a 2026 first round pick for kyle pitts i probably take kyle pitts but i don't love it i don't think you're gonna love any any trade um, i know i'm not going to it's just where (laughs) we're at it's it's so frustrating right now i saw a trade that was Kyle Pitts in a second round pick for Mark Andrews and great. You got another asset with Mark Andrews, but I'm, I, I have to find a starting tight end in the meantime, you know, it's, hmm. it's just, it's a bleak situation. Kate, I hope something changes. I hope Arthur, what I hope happens is that this Atlanta team actually loses a couple of games in the next couple of weeks to realize that they can't just play this ball control style of offense. They've got to open things up a little bit more and that's when we see Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts' uses go up. We'll see. We'll see. It's pretty bleak right now. Kid, I want to talk to you about a, a running back 
who literally led the NFL in rushing yards and yards for scrimmage last year, who couldn't have got off to a worse start. We'll get to him next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Kate, the last player that we're going to talk about here in our panic meter is Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. Um, he was fantastic last year. Again, led the NFL in rushing yards, led the NFL in yards from scrimmage with uh, 2,000. But he's off to a rough start. Through two games, 28 carries for 46 yards, 1.6 yards per carry, zero rushing touchdowns, zero receiving touchdowns. It's bad. It's it's really bad right now. It is really bad, Marcus. Like really, really, really bad. And I mean, you look at the Raiders' offense in general. Like you know, you see that they came away with with a win in Week One, and Jimmy Garoppolo looked comp. And he looked competent. Yeah. Um. You know, like things look fine. Um. But it, you look at their overall stats over the last two weeks, ranked bottom five in yardage production, bottom five in points scored. Um. Like things aren't, I, I I don't think all is well, and I don't think that that you know necessarily we need to take week two specifically into account. This is a Buffalo Bills defense that I just think looks freaking awesome. Like yeah, this this good. defense, top to bottom, I genuinely think looks as good as we have seen in recent years. Um, just looks super dominant. Um, you know, I know they couldn't stop. Uh, good old, uh, you know. Brees Hall little, and Zach Wilson. That's, yeah, little, little Zach Wilson. But, um, you know, I, I definitely don't think they were planning for Zach Wilson. They were no. they were game planning for Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to give them a pass there. Um, but generally, overall, really like what they're doing. Raiders, I think, are going to be fine. Um, but you you hate to see that kind of efficiency. Now, I, just given his, his overall career usage, right, like I, I don't think we're going to continue to see him be this inefficient and something it's that just, I did like coming out of week two was that usage as a receiver, yep. which we've kind of been begging for most of Josh Jacobs career saw six targets caught five of them 51 yards. Um, so like he's getting touches. He's playing, he's playing the snaps. So I'm, I, I'm not loving what we're seeing, but again, I think, you know, back to back weeks, like, the Denver defense, I don't think is a pushover. The Bills defense, definitely not. I think we're, we'll see him bounce back, but the, I'm the curious. Is, is, it's like you've got the Steelers next week, who we'll see about the Steelers defense tonight, but I, I've got to imagine the Steelers defense is going to be better. Uh, you have the Patriots coming up, I think, two weeks later. Like, There's just not a lot of gimme games in the schedule. And even a team like the Chiefs, right, who have historically been a bad defense, they look awesome on that side of the ball. They held Jacksonville, was it to 12 points, I believe, right? They yeah. looked really good against the Lions. They only gave up 14 points against Detroit. 
I'm not of the three players that we discussed. I'm probably the least concerned about Jacobs because of the usage. But if you were expecting to get the same kind of efficiency that we saw last year, where you're, you're averaging over five yards per carry, I, I just don't see that happening. And we historically, when running backs get 390 plus touches in a season, the next year we see a big drop in their efficiency. And that's what's happening so far. And, you know, I think it's it's made a little bit all the more difficult because this, you know, we're, we're seeing Josh Jacobs play in a contract year, yeah. um, you know, return to the team after refusing to play on the franchise tag, got an, an updated, uh, you know, one year deal like he's still going to hit free agency. So I, I, he's still got a lot to play for, which, you know, it, it, fantasy managers can at least take some some comfort in knowing that. But. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think what you're going to be banking on uh, in terms of Josh Jacobs fantasy production is going to be just that volume. And and you're going to need to count on that week in and week out. Now, Josh Jacobs, like, you know, like I said, he's in a contract year could be in a very different situation heading into 2024. Um, What does this mean for his dynasty value in particular? And I'm, I'm especially curious because, you know, Mr. Managing editor of the Raiders wire, um, you're you're a little close to the team. What are the thoughts? I can't picture this team bringing him back no. in 2024. No, um, this feels like a situation where they're going to just try to run him as much as possible, use him up, and then let him hit free agency. Use Zamir White in an expanded role next year, and then probably draft or sign a running back. But yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be back with the Raiders, and that scares me a little bit for his dynasty value because is there another team out there? that's going to be willing to commit to giving him as many touches as he's seen with Las Vegas. Probably not. That doesn't mean I'm selling him in dynasty. I'm, I'm probably just riding him out because he's there's, there's only so many running backs in the league, Kate, that are going to get this many touches on an offense that we think he's going to be okay over the long term. So my panic meter is probably about a five, but I, I think we're going to learn a lot of the next two or three games. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. And it, to the point, again, where you see, and I, I actually kind of think we saw this a little bit last year with Josh Jacobs, when, you know, before we we had, you know, any sort of progress in terms of talks or lack of progress, maybe is the more accurate phrase, um, you know, like when it was presumed that Josh Jacobs was going to be hitting free agency in 2025 or 2023, um, we saw this team absolutely run him into the ground and I would not at all be surprised if you see the same thing, especially knowing that like, yeah, if you couldn't come to a deal this off season, you're, you're, you're not going to come to a a new deal in the years to come. Um, A couple of recent dynasty trades, which I am sure we'll see some more shakeups in the market. Josh Jacobs for Jackson Smith and Jigba straight up. I'll take Jason. Same. Um, Josh Jacobs and a 2024 second round pick and third round pick for a 2024 first and uh, two 2024 first. I'm taking oh, those two first all day. Yeah, yeah not even close. Um, one more. Uh, Josh Jacobs, AJ Dillon for Jordan Love and a 2024 first round pick. Now, Jordan Love, top five quarterback this year, baby. This is super flex league, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, I think I'll take the Jordan Love side crazy like absolutely crazy i just wild yeah i'm curious to see what the market looks like on josh jacobs trades over the next few days i'm sure we'll get some more information but of the three players that we talked about i'm probably panicking the least about josh jacobs i'm probably the most concerned about justin fields 
And Kyle Pitts, you just have to exercise a lot of patience until something changes with his situation. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Again, every day is Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to break down all of the action from week two. Go check out our show on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. Also, check out her work at Pro Football Focus. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.